two-year absence, the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Seven seconds. They got Benetarian range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. What again for Tierney. Tierney's cross. Blue Cheech, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, score! The Bruins knock out the Bruins! Welcome, Boston Sports Extra fans, to another edition of the Patriots Podcast. We are on episode 30 of the Boston Sports Extra Podcast, and we have... Here today, we have Mike Quilty and Steve Atkinson, So, um, and I'm Andy, and we're going to talk a little bit about previewing for the Dolphins matchup. So let me introduce our uh, guest here today, and uh, what about you, Steve? Uh, yep, I'm Steve Atkinson, uh, cover Patriots for Boston Sports Extra. You can follow me on Twitter, um, at Steve Steve A1127 on Twitter. And Mike? I'm Mike Quilty. I cover the Patriots and the Red Sox for bostonsportsextra.com. You can find me on Twitter at Boston underscore sports 18. Okay, great. And now uh, let's move into our biggest takeaways from the Detroit Lions game that we think that the Patriots need to improve upon in order to have success this weekend against the Miami Dolphins. What about you, Steve? All right, so I have a few things. Um, one is uh, Brady and his receivers are completely out of sync. Uh, Patterson is running the wrong routes, and Dorsett is inconsistent with connecting with Brady. For example, that interception that Brady threw in Detroit, Brady said Dorsett didn't adjust to it. And Hogan is uh, non-existent. I'm not sure where he's been. Um, when teams double and triple cover Gronkowski, the other guys need to get open, um, which they go over in practice, I'm sure. So Dorsett and Patterson and Hogan need to do a better job at getting open. Sony Michelle also, he kind of needs to learn the playbook a little bit better um, so he can get on the field. And if he doesn't feel comfortable, then James White has to see the field more, like Brady said in his press conference after the Detroit game. The defensive side, uh, it looks like Gilmore is probably the best cornerback he got right now. Jason McCourty needs to step it up. Um, they also need to get better at their run defense. LeGarrette Blunt was running right through that defensive line in the first quarter. So, so those are my those are my points. Those are your biggest takeaways on that? Yep. All right. And Mike Quilty, what are your biggest takeaways that they need to improve upon? Definitely third down on both sides of the ball. Uh, New England was just two for nine, while Detroit was seven, up, seven for 14. So... That's a that's a huge issue for me. And um, time possession also. Detroit almost doubled up on New England. They had 39 minutes compared to 20. Along with total plays on offense was 47, the lowest since 2010, with Detroit having 70 offensive plays. Um, de- defensive side of the ball, we need to be able to stop the rush. The first time 
a Detroit Lions running back had a hundred yard game since 2013. So my main issue is the third down on both sides of the ball, but there's a lot to fix. Definitely. Yeah. It, 101 yard rushers from carry on Johnson. So that was their huge takeaway to be able to break that record. (laughs) (laughs) And a rookie rookie at that. Yeah. Um, My biggest takeaways is that um, I get the, uh, the wide receivers, but I'm slowly coming around to the um, realization that, you know what? The wide receivers are not good. Dorsett isn't taking that next step. Um, Hogan is a number two at best. And um, Patterson is a special teams gadget player like I thought he was going to be. He's uh, he's our Ted Ginn. So you use him in sparing, sparing amounts and you make sure that you have some good plays and keep them fresh for special teams. My, uh, my biggest problem is the way the offensive line played against Detroit Lions. They played without any spark, without any fire. I've never seen Shaq Mason get blown up like that on a short yardage play. I've never seen Dwayne Allen just fall flat on his face and not be able to block. I mean, that's what he's being paid for that. He's not catching touchdowns. So not being able to block is a huge problem with me for Dwayne Allen, not being able to make it. And then for the defensive side of the ball, I, I had a problem with them uh, making the adjustments. They went in there with a game plan knowing that Matt Matt Patricia would know who they are and what they can do. And then when he came out with something that was totally different than what they were expecting, they did not adjust. And that's probably my biggest problem with the defense is that they haven't made the quick adjustments, the crossers getting gashed, uh, gashing them in Jacksonville and then the run game up the middle in uh, Detroit. And they did not fix that all game long. And I'm wondering what that is why and i i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that steve well yeah i think um you kind of cut out a little bit but matt patricia knew the patriots um what the patriots were going to do i can i can assess to that i agree with you on that a little bit um but at the same time you know the lions aren't that good they got blown out by the jets in week one and You'd think the Patriots would rebound after that Jacksonville loss, and they didn't. They didn't show up at all. So, um, well, hopefully they, they have a better game on this Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Mike, any thoughts on uh, that? Yeah, I agree. There was just no urgency at all, which is I didn't expect. Yeah. They need, and, they need to come out firing Sunday. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Okay, so that was the Lions game. And so what we got here is now we got injury news from the week. Uh, Steve, do you want to take it through and say what what your thoughts on the injury report and who's going to play, who's not going to play? Yep, uh, Rex Burkhead obviously is on the uh, injured reserve. Um, but he looks like he can never stay on the field. It's a loss because they are weak at running back as it is kind of, um, which could mean more playing time for Sony Michelle. So hopefully he had a great week of practice. And as for Jawan Bentley, he's a big loss because he's the only player who got that interception uh, in last week's game against the Lions. So uh, that's a big loss on uh, that side of the ball. Also, Eric Rowe, who could be out, but he's questionable with a groin injury. Um, he had, you know, that loses depth of that defense as a whole. So then Jason McCourty is going to really have to step it up um, with Rowe questionable for Sunday's game if he's out. So you think Jason McCourty is the primary uh, benefactor? Yeah, he's, he's gonna he's gonna have to be. 
I now I see. I actually have later down in my notes that uh, J.C. Jackson. I okay. saw a lot. I saw a lot of them, and I was really impressed with him against the Lions. I was trying to keep my eye on him, and I think that he's actually going to be the primary guy that will see the most snaps if uh, Rowe can't go. That's good. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, McCourty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, we your thoughts on the injury? Yeah, I hope you're right about J.C. Jackson. I also had uh, Jason McCourty in my notes with the row injury. It seems like he can't stay healthy either. He's he, uh, what was he DNP this week? Yeah, it's just up until the uh, he got. I think he practiced today. Oh, okay. I know he missed eight weeks last year, so it just seems like a nagging injury, injury-prone guy. Barrickhead, I mean, that's a big loss. Coming out of the backfield, going in the slot, even going out wide, I mean, he's, Sony Michelle's going to have to step it up. James White with, still going to be in the changes um, pace back, but and then with Bentley, that's where I'm most concerned is the defense because he's the most athletic linebacker we have. He was the Mike setting up the front seven. Very high football IQ with Hightower playing not to his usual ability this year. I think that's the biggest blow so far with these injuries is Juwan Bentley. Yeah, definitely. He is a big piece going forward. Um, any, any, have you guys heard anything about Chung and flowers as to whether they're going to be progressing through the concussion protocol and maybe make a go of it? Or are they still li- very limited? Um, I think they're going to try and make, I, my opinion. I think they would try and make a go of it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I heard that they're, um, they're doing good. So from okay. what I've read that they should be in there Sunday. They were a big right. loss last week, so hopefully they're they're in there this week. Right. Yeah. What about uh, Gronk with his ankle? Are we going to see him at yeah, 100%? We'll see him. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, so. I think he's going. <laughs> All right, then. So our little injury report roundtable, and now we move on to our Flash Gordon watch. Are we going <laughs> to see him this week make his debut? Steve? Um, well, yeah, I'll go right to Gordon. Um, it's not known if he knows the playbook yet. Um, he didn't play last week, but really should be in the game this week. There's no excuse why he shouldn't be out there on Sunday. It might bring the offense some life. Everyone kind of around Gillette Stadium has been tight-lipped on Gordon's status for Sunday and how he's practicing this week. Brady was asked about Gordon during today's press conference. The question was, how would you categorize the growth you've been able to have over the past week with Josh Gordon? And Brady's answer was, yeah, we're just working at it, too. Every day, we're just learning more and more. Anytime you incorporate players, and that's just there's a process that you go through, and you're trying to get familiar with different players and what they do. We've incorporated quite a few this year and just try to do the best you can. Brady not saying much there, but just saying he's still trying to get used to how they do things, and, you know, Gordon's trying to learn the playbook. And really, it's a typical Patriot response. So... I'm questionable about Gordon, but, you know, they got to do something. He's got to be in there. There's no excuse why he shouldn't be in there on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know, Mike, you're more along the lines that I am, that you're excited about being able to see him play. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, as far as Gordon goes, um, they've kept things quiet. I mean, 
everybody's just saying that he's kept his nose in the playbook. Brady won't even, he barely answers the question if he's throwing passes to Gordon, so they're keeping it quiet, similar to how they did in 2007 with Randy Moss. I don't know if they're trying to spring him in and surprise somebody, but I think he certainly could be an impact player. He should have played last week, in my opinion, even if it's just running vertical routes so Gronk yeah. can get freed up. Yeah. Um, I think if he does suit up, which I think they will have him play, um, I think they need to get him the ball early, just get a few few catches under his belt. It'll just spark the whole offense, and the defense will have to put, pay more attention to him, and everybody else on this offense will get freed up, including the running back group and all the wide receivers. Yeah, I think he's actually going to get the Michael Floyd treatment because when Michael Floyd came over at the end of last year, he got very limited amount of plays at the very beginning. It was basically slants and goes and stay on the outside opposite of Gronk. And what you'll do is you'll see 5, 10, maybe 15 snaps a game where that's what he's doing. And you use them to dictate matchups. And that's what they need opposite Gronk and to help out with James White because those actually those right now are their only three playmakers that they can trust on on a on a snap by snap basis. So as long as they can do that, I he's going to progress in it. Seems like he's doing all the right things and saying all the right words. So I'm not really worried about that short term. Long term is a totally different question, but I think we just need to get him in there and get him um, acclimated with Tom Brady on game speed. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So uh who's excited about Edelman coming back? We got we can touch on this a little bit. I I'm super excited. Very excited. Um it's kind of like a sigh of relief with Edelman coming back. Brady will have somebody finally he can trust that um he can go to in the offense. And again, he was working with Edelman, remember in the bubble when he was missing OTAs. After Edelman went to OTAs, he'd go to the practice bubble and throw with Brady. So Finally, it's kind of Brady and his best buddy playing catch again. So it would be nice to get Edelman back, definitely. Yeah, super excited for Edelman's return. Um, he hasn't been able to practice with the team, obviously. So it's going to be kind of a rough a rough going at the start, I think. Because he's going to join the team Monday. And that leaves him with very little limited practice time before Thursday's game versus Indy. But... I still think it's Edelman and him and Brady. They don't they don't need to practice every day, so I think they'll catch up right where they left off. And Edelman will take pressure off to a set, and Hogan allow them to return to their original roles where they were brought here to play anyway. And the combination of Edelman and, and Gordon can create more room for Michelle and James White as pass catching options. And um, yeah, I think. Edelman's return is huge. It's like bringing in a top wide receiver free agency in week yeah. five. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a little uh, like I'm excited. My my Patriots fandom side of my brain is so excited about him coming back. But my football side of my brain wants us to be a little more uh, reserved because what it is is you've got he's always a little rusty in the beginning when it comes to his uh, drops. He has a he has a lot of drops in preseason. He had a lot of drops this preseason, and so he'll probably have some more of those. And we're all going to be holding our head and wondering why. 
And then also coming back from the injury. It's been a while since he's missed this much time because of an injury. So there's going to be a little bit of that left. So um, as far as my Patriot fan, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Start season. Oh, I don't care what the record is. I just want to start season and we'll have 12 games. So, but other than that, I think that we're, uh, we're not in bad shape to move on to the state of the division because we got the AFC East division actually as a race right now. Um, Steve, you want to take that and start that? Yep. Uh, so if the, the, if the Patriots lose on Sunday, the game, there'll be three games behind the Dolphins in the division. If they win, then they win in week five on Thursday night. They'll be three and two, and they should be in a better spot. But it all comes down to uh, Sunday. Really. It, it really does. Because if you lose Sunday, you're, you, could be, you could be cooked a little bit. Not really, but you, you're getting there. What about you, Mike? What do you think about this weekend's game against Miami Dolphins? Uh, Miami's actually they're pretty good. Uh, they're three and zero, but their games they've played three pretty bad teams, two of which at home. Um, AFC East teams coming into Gillette uh, one and twenty-seven in the last ten years, so I'm not too worried about this game. But what I am worried about is Tannehill's play. He's right now Tannehill, Tannehill's fourth in the NFL, the QBR of 121.8. He's completing 73% of his passes. Um, Miami has five players with 4.4 speed. They have Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant with Kenyon Drake coming out of the backfield. They have one of the fastest teams in the NFL, and that doesn't match up well with our linebackers. So we have a challenge there. They also run a lot of RPOs, but I think um, I think New England with I think Gordon will be out there. I think Gronk will get freed up. So I still think I, th- I think New England will get the two and two this weekend. That sounds good. Um, actually, to be I've been thinking about this a lot. I could care less about this game. I don't care if they lose because I really that whole three games behind a division with the tiebreaker. It's still September. I'm not worried about it. We still got 12 more games to go, not to mention most of all of the division games. As long as they can. What I want to see is I want to see improvement on the team. I want to see them playing like a team. I want to see them get a little fire. If they lose with a squeaker on a last second kick and we go down another game to the Dolphins, I don't care because by the time we go back down to Miami, we're going to be a much better football team than they are. And we're going to, we're going to kick some ass. And I really can't see them sustaining the success that they've had. Like Mike said, against bad teams, they've, they've played bad teams. They're only, they're only 23rd in de- ranked in defense in the league out of 32 teams. They're only 20th in offense or no in defense and they're 23rd in offense. So they're not setting records and they're not beating teams handily. So it's not like, uh, I mean, they beat Tennessee Titans. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not actually, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm not actually, that worried about this game even if we lose i mean yeah it'll suck to be one and three but you know what maybe that's what they need if they get an 11 win season and miss out on a bye they might play their best football through 
the playoffs. So that's what I'm hoping on. That's what I'm banking on. So that's uh, that's my thoughts on the division. And then everybody else is uh, worried about the Bills and the uh, Jets, right? Is that what we were talking about? The um... Steve, you're worried about the Bills and the Jets or no? No, I'm not worried about the Bills and the Jets. No. no. I can no. see the, the Jets. I mean, they're playing all right, but no. No, the Bills, I mean, with um, what's his name? Josh Allen, he had that great game last week in Minnesota, but. No, that was a, that not, was a fluke. That was a fluke game. Yeah. You see how many short fields that Josh Allen got and had to win with his legs and a couple of long bombs. It, it's so totally unsustainable. It's, it'll be a lot of fun to watch, but it's not going to be good QB play. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, then. So let's move on to the preview of the when the Patriots have the ball against the Miami Dolphins, what we think that we are our points in the game. So, Steve? So when the Patriots have the ball, they, they really need to give that ball to James White. And also Gronk is probably going to be uh, double and triple covered. So hopefully um, Gordon – and set can hopefully make some plays or if, if the, put the pressure off um, Dorsett and Patterson and Gordon can out, can get out there and make some plays too, you know, is that your only point? Yeah, that was my only point. Okay. Uh, Mike, you got another one to follow up on that? Yeah. When we have the ball, we, um, we need to convert on third downs. That's, that's pretty much my whole issue from last week is the third downs on both sides of the ball, but the offensive line needs to get in sync a little bit. Um, they did all right in protecting Brady, but as for the run game, they need to try to open some more holes, create some more lanes, especially if Sonny Michelle is going to be the early down back. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know what their plan is with James White and Sonny Michelle. Um, like I said before, I think getting the ball to Gordon early will get him in a rhythm and just spark this offense. I also think Brady needs to try to be a little more patient this week. I know working with these new receivers that aren't really up to par to what he's used to, but the offense needs to be confident, and that starts with the quarterback. And um, the wide receivers, they need to get open. If they can't get separation, then it's going to be ugly again. But I think um, Josh is going to get Gordon in the game. I think they might. I think they might try a few trick plays. To be honest, get things going. He's been doing trick plays all season long. That's been infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, hope, I'm hoping for one to Gordon. There you go. <laughs> my uh, my problem is is uh, I want to see the offensive line and the running backs, whoever they are, meshing well. Last last week, they everybody just seemed flat-footed when they were doing run plays. Um, Sony Michelle, he's good. He's got some bursts once he gets through the hole. Um, the 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 drop passes, I'm not as worried about because you know it is his first. That was his first extensive action where he wasn't rotating in and out with someone. So uh, I'm ready for him to get calmed down and to take the next step. And like I was saying before, that the Dolphins, they're 20th in defense. That's not that great. Um, so as far as the offensive line and the running backs, yeah, that's a that's what I'm looking for. Tom Brady, uh, he needs to stick to the plan. He got frustrated and started doing those long bombs into the middle of coverage. 
And he was also high and late on a couple of passes that were definitely his, uh, his bad. He would want them back. And so it's not all on the receivers. I mean, the Patterson route was terrible, but again, it's Patterson. It's not like that should be a shock that he would run the wrong route. He's good. He's fast. He's big, but you ask him to go on a slant or go or come back, you make your choice. It's probably not going to be the same one that Brady does. So you got to keep him limited. I mean, it, on a on a side note here, should we be talking about reducing the number of choices that the wide receivers have to make as opposed to giving them clearly defined routes? Uh, is this time to maybe talk about that, Steve? Um, I think it's, it's all about trust. Honestly, I think it's trust with Brady. I think, you know, if hopefully if they have trust in, uh, well, Brady has trust in the receivers that they're going to make the play and catch the ball and do what they're supposed to do. Then, you know, we don't have to be having this, you know, we don't have to be talking about how the receivers can't um, connect with Tom, but um, like Dorsett, Dorsett's like your average kind of receiver. And, you know, he, at least he has some kind of type of connection with Tom. But uh, Patterson, like Lombardi said on, on his on a podcast this week, he's not ever going to have um, connection with Tom. So um, hopefully they can, you know, Dorsett and like I said, Dorsett and Gordon can um, maybe get something going and White and maybe Michelle and and the offense does better this week. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping too. Um, Mike, uh, you know that the Patriots' offense is, is predicated upon the wide receivers making good choices and making the same choices that Tom sees when he's looking at the defense. So do you think it might be time to introduce more plays where the you say instead of, hey, go, you've got a choice between A, B, or C, going just you do A, you do B, and you do C? Um, I think I'd – wait one more week for that just because I think once Edelman gets back, even if he's not himself a hundred percent, everybody's going to fall back to where they are supposed to be on the packing order of wide receivers. So I'm just not sure. Watching the all 22, there was passes where the wide receivers um, were open and Brady just flat out missed them. You couldn't see it on the TV version, but if you watch the All-22, there was, um, I think, three three plays Brady missed. But I can see where you're coming from, dumbing it down a little bit. But um, I think we just go out there this weekend and just wait till Edelman gets back and just keep things going. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, so what do we want to see when the Dolphins have the ball? Steve? All right. Um, when the Dolphins have the ball, they uh, need to score early, like the Lions did and the Jaguars did these last two weeks, and make the Patriots' defense tired uh, because the defense, the Patriots' defense is slow right now, and they're kind of weak a little bit. And also, um, they got to get the ball to uh, Danny Amendola because I feel like he's going to be making some plays and trying to get a little revenge on uh, Belichick and for letting him – well, he, he took more money, but – I think at the end of the day, they could have given Danny Amendola instead of giving five million dollars to Dwayne Allen for doing nothing. Give it to Danny Amendola, who he's the one that um, was the guy that helped you win the AFC Championship game, not Dwayne Allen. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, I think Amendola is going to have probably a good game. So watch out, and uh, they got to they got to tire out that uh, Patriots defense. Yeah, I agree. 
I think uh, Amendola is going to be looking out of the game of his life. But Miami, I took this the other way. I went with our defense, but um, I'll go with what you guys are doing. Miami should just use their speed because just run crossing routes, wheel routes out of the backfield. Our linebackers just can't keep up. Hightower's not playing up to par. Um, they want to win. That's how I see them doing it, just speed-wise. But Yeah, um, if, if I'm rooting for the Miami Dolphins, which I would never do that because my brother-in-law is a very severely misguided fan of theirs, if I'm rooting for them, I would say the biggest thing is to, yeah, go back to the crossing routes. The crossing routes are killer for us. I think they're the Patriots are going to have a brand new game plan for that, though. I wouldn't be surprised with the loss of Bentley if they play Hightower more on the line. They have Van Noy and um, bringing some of the younger guys like Grisby and Brandon King, if he's healthy enough, bring them in to try to utilize their speed in the middle and then also play more safeties down there. I think that's the only thing they can do right now because they just don't have the speed or the talent to be able to try to man up on those people sneaking out of the backfield and running those crossing routes and sitting down there. And I don't think they can go to zone because the rest of the cornerbacks are just not situated well for playing zone. Uh, They play a lot of man. They should play a lot of man, but they got to have those young legs in there. JC Jackson, Keon Crossan. you kept these guys over others for a reason. So you got to make sure that you can try to uh, utilize them as best as they can. And I think they'll get there, but I, it's, can be painful and I'm worried about the top end ceiling of what this defense can do. Did you want to talk about what the Patriots defense can do to stop the Dolphins, Steve? Um, They have to stop them on third down. I think uh, like uh, Mike was saying earlier with the third downs, um, I forgot if it was offensive defense, but something about they're like 28% on third downs. And I think it's on the offensive side, but even on the defensive side too, like even in that Jacksonville game, the third down convergence, the way Blake Bortles, it was like third and eight or third and four. They'd always, Jackson would always get that third down. They need to stop them on third down. And they, they can't, and, they, and their, their run defense needs to get better. It is so bad. Like Eric Blunt was running all over you in that first quarter. You, they got to get better. They, they just, they just got to get better. So hopefully they had a good, better practice. And one of the guys said it this, one of the guys said it in the locker room this week. I forgot who it was. They said, Hopefully we can go on the field and show it on Sunday because we, we seem like we meshed this week in practice. Good. See what happens. Yep. Uh, Mike, what yeah. do you want to see from defense? I'd like to see more gang tackling. I'd like to see more more guys attacking the ball, like more, more players around the ball. Also, the guys up front need to do a better job stopping the run. Just like last week, um, if Tom Brady's on the bench – that's not good for us, obviously. So that's another way that Miami could win is keeping New England's offense on the bench. Um, I think this defense, whether they it's fake or not, they need to just like show some intensity, like ratchet up. I think it's infectious. I think it was – I don't know if it was Rivers or Wise last week. In the beginning of the second quarter, he made a tackle and like absolutely started flipping out. It was wise. It, it was wise. Okay. Yeah. So I think just even I don't know any emotion at all. 
would help on this defense. Yeah, my biggest problem with the uh, the run defense was is that uh, was actually big man Danny Shelton. He was getting moved off of his blocks. He was getting turned by either a double team or just a straight up single block at, right off his lane, and he was opening up a hole. I I have a huge problem with that because that's what he brings to the table. That's his primary job. So for him to get moved and turned to open up a lane that easily is is huge. I mean, I hope that they tried to work on him with that this week because that that would go a long way to stopping so much of those first and uh, those four yard runs three yard runs five yard runs that the Detroit Lions got against us the problem with the Detroit Lions wasn't that we were getting into third and longs and blowing the coverage. The problem is that we were giving them third and three, third and twos, where you couldn't defend those. And because they were doing so well on first and second downs with the run plays, they were getting four, five, six yards a clip at times. So it's it was very frustrating to watch that game in a different way from them blowing plays. And so I hope that we are going to see more emphasis on not – not getting off your blocks, not getting moved, and staying on against the run game. Steve? Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, the run game has to get better. They got to, especially that run defense, like I was saying, it has to get better. So, um, you know, can I can I switch to the offense? I have something on the offense. Yeah, go back. Offensive. Okay. So, on the offensive side, like with, with Brady and his receivers, um, I, I saw an interesting stat about the uh, um, with the loss of Deion Lewis, Brandon Cooks, Danny Amendola. Cooks had that nice game last night. Uh, and with all those losses, the Patriots lost like 26, over 2,600 yards with the loss of Danny Amendola, Brandon Cooks, and, and, and Deion Lewis. That's all, and, and they didn't replace him with anybody. They didn't replace him with um, talent like a Danny Amendola, or like a Deion Lewis, I mean, Michelle could be a Deion Lewis, but right at the moment he isn't, and it's frustrating Brady. And I think that um, Brady's got to, you know, you could say that it's because he skipped OTAs and he didn't work, um, he worked, didn't work out with his team. But you know what? He has the right to skip OTAs because he's 41 years old. He's been in the league for 18 years, and he has the right to do what he's going to do for himself to get ready for the season. He doesn't have to go to OTAs. It could have helped, yes, but he doesn't have to do it. He has that right to skip. Um, but I think he'll mesh with the offense. I think it's just going to take some more time than usual. But I and and it's like it's kind of like 06 with Jabbar Gaffney and Rache Caldwell. And it might be a little bit worse than that, I think, because Rache Caldwell and Jabbar Gaffney could catch. But at some point, I think that um that they'll mesh together and uh, hopefully when Gordon and Edelman comes back on this short week when they play again on Thursday night, um, they'll be better off. Yeah, my my issue with the whole thing where they were talking about if he wouldn't have skipped OTAs, he might be more in sync with the wide receivers. They had a yeah. totally different group of wide receivers during OTAs and before training camp. Right. I mean, they were expecting Kenny Britt, Jordan Matthews. They were expecting them to all play. They mm -hmm. and, and Malcolm Mitchell was there in the room. So it's like I I don't understand that line of thinking because this is a totally different group than totally what was different. happening in the off season. Yeah, sure. that's what, exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So what happens when the Patriots win? Who gets the game ball this week? How about we do that? 
You want to take this one, Steve, first? Or? No, you can go ahead. I took the last one. When the Patriots win, who gets the game ball? Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going to give it to Sony Michelle. I think he's <laughs> going to have a bounce back game. <laughs> that's my that's my prediction. All right. Write it down, everybody. Big bounce back game for Sony Michelle. All right. So what are we talking about? 100 yards, two touchdowns, three touchdowns? I think he's going to be around just just under 100 yards, but I think he's going to get a lot of short yard um, carries into the end zone. So I'm going to say 85 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe three receptions for like 45 yards. All right. What about you, Steve? I think uh, it's going to be James White. I think he's going to have a, a standout game. I think he's going to catch um, five passes for 80 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and the Patriots win 27-24. But I think it's going to be James White because Brady is pretty connected with him. All right. My game ball is going to go to Tom Brady. He's going to not care which numbers – are go- he's going to be throwing to he's going to instead just drill the open man and whether they're that open or not whether it be james white sony michelle whether we're gonna eat find those windows for chris hogan dorset that he's going to settle down and he's going to be the tom brady that we know the tom terrific the gazelle the pharaoh whatever you want to call him he's going to be all of those today they need him to they need him to step up and show this team that fire and that's what's going to happen so he's going to have a 400 yard plus game three touchdowns in the air and why don't we throw in a uh rushing touchdown to boot for him i'd sure. like to see Sounds that good. <laughs> Do you see the do you see the dance he's been working on? Yeah, I saw that today. That was kind of funny. Yeah, so I, I think I got pregnant watching it. Yeah, so I think that rushing touchdown we'll we'll see that, I think. Yep. It's a James All White right. dance, so <laughs> All right, let's uh roll through here and let's show off our predictions. Steve, you already started touching on yours. Oh, yep, 27-24 Patriots. You got 27-24 Patriots. Is it going to be a solid 27-24? Are we still going to have questions? No, I think it'll be I think it'll be 27. It's going to come down to the last play, I think, and then like a like a last minute field goal or something. Skoskowski, Kostowski. <laughs> Can't say his last name. <laughs> Mike, what about you? I think we're at home. Miami's coming in here. They already know in the back of their mind they're not going to win. I th- I see a blowout coming. I like you said with Brady, um, I'm gonna go 31 7. Just a complete embarrassment of Miami. 31 7. Wow. I just see it's just the AFC East is like bizarro NFL right now. So I think this week is gonna come back to normal and we'll see. All right. So I think I'm going like right in. Now, I'm not going in between you guys. I'm, I'm, the Patriots are going to score 32 points. I had to readjust it to count for my uh, Peach, uh, Tom Brady rushing touchdown. So they're going to go <laughs> about 32 to 14. I think the defense is going to find a way to stop them a few times. So Tannehill and the rest of the Miami Dolphins offense come crashing back to earth. And we are going to a- answer a lot of questions that people have. So I think we're going to do a 32-14 game and help the home crowd. Sounds good. Absolutely. All right. Is there anything else that anybody wants to 
talk about before we uh, roll through here? Uh, nope. All right. So. so let me do the uh, exit, and then we'll shut off the broadcast. Okay. All right. Thank you, Boston sports fans, for spending another evening with us as we talk about the Patriots and get ready for the Miami Dolphins coming to town. You can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts at any of your podcatchers and stitchers, iTunes, Anchor, all of them, as well as our articles for all the major Boston sports are at bostonsportsextra.com and our Twitter presence at Boss Sports Extra is excellent as a daily feed as well and you can find steve atkinson you can find mike quilty you can find all the other patriots writer as well as myself over there so just head on over there join the conversation with us on twitter and listen to this podcast rate and review us and go pats steve yep all right mike oh go pats (laughs) (laughs) go pats and um Check check out the website Sunday. Uh, we'll be at Matt Light's Hall of Fame induction tomorrow. So check out the website. See what we got from there. And go Pats. All right. Excellent. Sounds good. Have a good night. Good night. Good night.